We check out some top five rankings in the NHL and where some of the LA Kings are ranked or not ranked. Plus one player in the rankings could have and maybe should have been an LA King. We discuss that and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 17 years. And of course, a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. We continue to count down to the coming season. We are 32 days away from the rookie tournament, September 15th in Las Vegas. 39 days away from the Kings preseason opener, September the 22nd in Melbourne, Australia. And we are 58 days away from opening night of the 2023-24 season, October the 11th at Crypto.com Arena against the Colorado Avalanche. And I don't know how it's gone for you, but July flew by and we're already halfway through August. Before you know it, September will be here and we'll be back to our five shows a week schedule, Monday through Friday, and truly be your team every day once again. But there is no doubt that it is a slow time for NHL news right now, and not just LA Kings news. Any news as someone who hosts a weekly NHL show, believe me, I know. Uh, Sometimes we do need to take some special measures to find content. And with that in mind, our friends who run the NHL channel at the Locked On Sports Network decided to create us some content for this week. They asked us, the hosts of the Locked On NHL shows, to vote on some top five categories. Now, some of them are for fun. Some of them, you know, talk about logos and mascots, but some of them a little more serious, if you want to call it that. Top five centers, wingers, defensemen, goalies, and players under 22 in the NHL. Now, did the LA Kings have any players in the top five? Uh, No, they did not. Uh, Is that a surprise? If you're paying attention, I would say no. That's not a, a surprise. Does it matter? We'll discuss that, but let's go through some of the categories just for fun, uh, especially with these first couple of uh, top fives. And we were asked, what are the top five logos in the NHL? The hosts voted, and here was their one through five. We'll start with number five. Uh, The hosts voted the Seattle Kraken as the fifth best logo in the NHL. I actually voted the Kraken number two. I think their logo is awesome. I don't know if... They aren't higher because they're like a newer franchise, but they've got the S for Seattle on the front of the logo. And the S also has the shape of like a a sea monster tentacle. And there's a little red eye on there. So it's kind of like also like the kind of the face of uh, the monster, if you will. Uh, I think it looks sharp. I love it. I think it's really cool. I I thought it should have been higher. The hosts, again, all the hosts collectively, the average was number five. I actually had them at number two. Uh, Number four, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, you've got a skating penguin. Okay. Uh, pretty straightforward. I like it. It's fun. Looks good. I actually had the penguins as my number five top logo in the NHL at number three, the hosts of the locked on NHL shows voted the Maple Leafs as number three, the Maple Leafs. 
Uh, I get that that's a historic franchise, but that logo isn't unique or fun. Uh, it's just a blue leaf that says Maple Leafs on it. Uh, I had the Leafs logo like something like 17th, like middle of the pack. Not terrible, but but not great. At number two, uh, the hosts voted for the Coyotes. Um, I actually had the Coyotes at number six. Uh, you could argue it's very similar to the Penguins in that it's a coyote holding a hockey stick, uh, but it isn't a native american style um that is representative of that region so it's got a unique flavor in that regard i do like it uh i wouldn't say i love it but i think it's pretty good but not great so again i had it number six that's still pretty good um but the host had it at number two my number two was the minnesota wild um and remember we're just talking about logos we're not talking about like overall uniforms i'm not crazy about the christmas colors of the minnesota wild that green and red uh, but their logo i think is super unique um, the main logo is like the silhouette of a, I don't know, the head of, of some kind of wild beast. Um, it's kind of like a bear. It's kind of like a wolf, but, eh. uh, but anyway, it's got like this little river or Creek as its mouth. Uh, there's a shooting star for the eye. Uh, the, or no, yeah, that's right. The eye, this, there's like the sun or the moon, uh, that's kind of like the ear. And then you've got like a forest of trees in the background. So not only is it in the silhouette of a wild animal head with some cool logos on it, but it's also, you know, the wild, the outdoors, the wilderness, which is obviously a part of the outdoor life of Minnesota, or so I'm told. I've never lived there. Um, our hosts had the Minnesota Wild number 12. I had them at number two. I think 12 is way too high. I think it's a cool logo. Uh, number one, the hosts and I agree. The Red Wings. Um, the winged wheel of Detroit. It is an homage to the automotive industry, which was such a huge part of the Motor City and reminiscent of a hood ornament. Now, if you're a younger viewer or listener, you might not know what, hell, what the hell a hood ornament is. Um, but back in the day, older cars used to have um, an ornament on the hood, um, just decorative kind of a thing. And that uh, winged wheel is kind of, like I said, reminiscent of that. Uh, plus, I just think it's a very cool, clean logo. It's unique. Um, so I think the hosts got it right. They voted with me. Uh, I have the Detroit Red Wings as the number one logo. As for our LA Kings, of the 32 NHL teams, our logo was voted number 22. The last in last place was the Columbus Blue Jackets, if you're curious. I actually think the uh, Kings being at number 22 is too high. Uh, I think our logo stinks. Now, I wear the logo with the jerseys or the jerseys with the logo on them because I'm a fan of the current team and I like to wear the current Jersey to kind of support them. I have a hat that's got that logo on it, but I really don't care for our logo at all. I think it's very plain. There's nothing interesting about it. Um, it's hard to believe that they hired some company to come up with that logo, which I'm sure they absolutely did. And I'm sure they absolutely paid a pretty nominal fee to have them do that as well. Um, but it's just that, trapezoid looking thing with uh la and a little crown on there uh I, I i really don't like it um i have said for a long long time the kings need to go back to the crown logo whether it's the old school logo or there was that other crown logo they had for a little while they're in the, like the the uh, 90s 2000s um I, if you're the kings you need to have a crown on there and not just a little tiny one now and this is not a a bias of when I became a Kings fan. When I was a Kings fan, they had that Chevy logo 
right? When Gretzky joined the team, that's when I got on board with the Kings. So that's my logo that I grew up with. So, and, and I would rather have that one than our current one, but I, I've said for a long time, our uniforms and our logo are not good. I'm not a fan of them. Yes, I wear them, like I said, because I want to support the team. But uh, I would love for the Kings to go back to the crown. I would love for the Kings to go back to the purple and gold, or at least incorporate the colors gold and purple in some way in our current uniforms, like some of the throwbacks we've had recently. I've loved those jerseys. Um, but the black and white and the logo that we have right now, I'm not into it. I, I would love to see the Kings switch back. Uh, and, and then, you know, the logo, as I said, not very good. Like I said, our host had it at number 22. I, I would have had it lower than that. I would have had it in the bottom five. But uh, the Kings logo, certainly not very interesting. Uh, as far as the top five mascots in the NHL, um, and I do like mascots, even though I'm a grown-ass man. Uh, I think they can be fun. Um, our hosts voted five to one. Number five, Wild Wing. You got to be kidding me. Uh, no, the mascot that almost oven roasted itself trying to jump through a ring of fire. Terrible choice. No, uh, Wild Wing of the Anaheim Ducks is definitely not in my top five. Uh, the other hosts also voted Howler the Coyote, number four, Bernie the St. Bernard from the Avalanche, number three, the New Jersey Devil, number two, and Gritty of the Flyers, number one. My top five, I had Mickey Moose of the Jets. Terrible name, awful name, but the logo itself I think is pretty good for the Winnipeg Jets. It's a grinning moose, big antlers. It's got like a, a pilot's cap on. I think it's a pretty cool mascot. Hate the name, though. Uh, at number four, I had Gritty. I think he's a bit overrated. If you don't know Gritty, uh, maybe if you know mascots, he's kind of in the spirit of the Philly fanatic. Uh, he's kind of a big orange blob with funny eyes, and he's pretty cool. Um, but I think he's a bit overrated. At number three, I had Iceberg of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, although, if uh, if you if you are a fan of Iceberg, the Penguins mascot, um, or if you have children who like mascots, never let him watch the movie Slap. Uh, what is it? Sudden death with Jean-Claude Van Damme because Jean-Claude Van Damme actually kills Iceberg uh, in that movie. Apparently a terrorist takes over uh, Iceberg and uh, he's got, he's got to kill him. I think it was actually a woman inside the mascot too, that he killed. Anyway, don't watch that movie. It's not a good movie. Uh, at number two, I also had the New Jersey devil and number one, maybe a little bit uh, blasphemous for an LA Kings fan, but I had SJ Sharkey of the San Jose Sharks. I think he's a cool looking mascot. And look, these are mostly for kids. So the mascots shouldn't be scary. Like the Edmonton Oilers Bobcat that they have. That thing is like nightmare fuel. What kid wants to go give that a hug? I think SJ Sharky is as about as cuddly and sweet of a shark as you can have. That's who I had. Number one, as for our Bailey, the host had him checking in at number 17. So kind of middle of the pack. There was a time when I would have gone to the mats for Bailey, uh, he would have definitely been in my top five, maybe even number one. I got a picture of Bailey behind me here when he came to visit me, and I visited him with the Stanley Cup as well. Um, but I would say this, the old Bailey during the LA Kings Stanley Cup days was, was a great mascot. Unfortunately, that Bailey had some issues off the ice, which is very unfortunate. They also then kind of changed the look of Bailey after that, and I don't know if it had something to do with that, old character um but they kind of changed him back now but the person inside the suit is not i don't know just not i'm not quite feeling it i still love bailey but um yeah bailey's at number 17 i'd have him at number 12 or something like that so uh yeah 
Bailey needs to, I don't know, make a comeback, I guess. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit more about the more hockey-related top fives and where the LA Kings fit in, and is it a big deal or not? We'll do that next here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Take your first swings at betting on Major League Baseball with FanDuel and get 10 times your first amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under, who you think could hit the first home run of the game, all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid Instantly, there is no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, as far as the top five player rankings, we had centers, wingers, defensemen, goalies, and players under 22. Let's start with the goalies. Uh, the top five as voted on by the Locked On NHL host. Number five, Elias Sorokin of the Islanders. UC Saros of the Nashville Predators was at number four. Connor Hellebuck of the Winnipeg Jets, number three. Igor Shosturkin of the New York Rangers, number two. And Andre Vasilevsky of the Tampa Bay Lightning was number one. Interesting that UC Saros and Connor Hellebuck were reportedly players of interest for the LA Kings as far as maybe getting an offseason goaltender. But that was before the Kings decided to shift their attention to the center position and trade for Pierre-Luc Dubois and decide to uh, go for some veteran goalies that are good but not great, spend some money elsewhere. Uh, and I think that's kind of actually the trend uh, going on in the NHL right now. Now, it would be literally impossible for any Kings goaltender to be on this list because they literally were not an option for us to vote on. Uh, so that's obviously the, the hosts that created these lists saying that they don't think that either Phoenix Copley or Cam Talbot are in the top, I don't know, 20 or so goaltenders in the NHL. Uh, I don't know that I would agree with that. I would say that Phoenix Copley and Cam Talbot are probably around, I would say they're in the top 20 at some point, maybe around 15 or 16, somewhere around in there. Now that doesn't sound great, but keep in mind that if you were ranking Vegas goaltender Aiden Hill last season, he would literally not be anywhere on the list. He probably wouldn't even be listed because he was... Uh, a, a, an afterthought in the Sharks organization. But last time I checked, he backstopped the Golden Knights to a Stanley Cup. So keep that in mind when it comes to the Los Angeles Kings and their goaltending situation. The trend in the NHL right now is to find good goaltending and build a great team around that goaltender because I think the goaltending position, while it is still as important as ever, I think the average goalie and that position, the level of play at those positions is so good that you can get away with be, with having a good goalie that makes some good saves for you when it matters, but build a good team around them, a great team around them. And we've seen evidence that you can win a Stanley Cup with those types of goaltenders like Aiden Hill, like Jordan Bennington recently, even Darcy Kemper recently. Uh, it's, it's not unheard of to have a good goalie in net, but have a great team around them. And I think that's the trend we're, we're moving towards, and I think the LA Kings have bought into that kind of philosophy as well when it comes to the goaltenders. As far as the top five centers in the NHL, uh, Jack Hughes of the Devils checked in at number five, and a little bit debatable maybe. Austin Matthews, number four. Nathan McKinnon, number three. Leon Dreisaitl, number two. And Connor McDavid, number one. There's no real argument or debate here, but I did have an issue that the LA Kings had no one available to vote on 
in this category. Uh, they had the top 30 centers listed, at least in their mind. One of them was Connor Bedard. Uh, if you don't know, he's the number one pick of the Chicago Blackhawks from this year's draft. He hasn't played one second of NHL hockey. Now, at the end of the season, maybe he'll prove himself to be a top 10, top 30 center. Uh, but he hasn't done it yet. So, And Andre Kopitar, to me, is definitely still a top 30 center in the NHL, maybe somewhere in the 20s. Um, but to have him not available to be voted on, I thought was not right. Uh, so I, I think that was a mistake. Um, I, I would like, I would be curious as far as the center position as a unit for the LA Kings, where they would rank in the top five of the NHL. We're talking the four centers down the middle. Where does that group of centers rank in the NHL? I actually think it would probably be in the top five. Maybe that's something that we do on this show for a future episode. As far as the top five wingers, uh, the Locked On NHL hosts voted Nikita Kucherov of Tampa Bay 5, Mitch Marner of Toronto 4, Jason Robertson of Dallas 3. I think he was a former junior king, by the way. Uh, Matthew Kachuk of Florida was number 2, and David Pasternak of Boston was voted number 1. The Kings definitely do not have a top five winger right now on their roster, but there was a LA King available to be voted on, and that was Kings winger Kevin Fiala, and he checked in at number 17 in the voting for the top five centers, or excuse me, uh, wingers uh, in the NHL. I'm curious where Adrian Kempe would have ranked on this. I would think he would be in the top 30. But again, Kevin Fiala, as far as the locked on NHL host were concerned, was number 17 as far as the top wingers in the NHL. So at least there was an LA King available to be voted on there. As far as the top five defensemen, uh, Roman Yossi of the Predators was five. Miro Heiskin of the Stars was four. Adam Fox of the Rangers was three. Eric Carlson of the Penguins was two. Um, that's a little high to me, I think. I, well, that's no, there's no need to debate that. But number one, Kale McCarr of the Avalanche. That one certainly is uh, is spot on. At one time, Drew Doughty would have definitely been a candidate for this, uh, but not so much anymore. And I think that's fair. Um, but again, kind of like the center position for the Kings, that group, I'm I would be curious to see where the Kings' defensive core would rank in the NHL, um, especially if Brant Clark comes on and becomes a special player. I think the Kings would have one of the better defensive cores as a unit in the NHL. Certainly that top four, I think is very, very strong. Now there's not a ton of offense that comes from there, but as far as just defensively speaking, I think it's a pretty, pretty solid core of defensemen that the LA Kings have going on right now. All right. We're going to check in on one more top five, and this one might hurt a little bit. We will do that here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Hey, check out Locked on LA Kings. Hey, check out Locked on NHL. Uh, keeping you up to date on everything going on around the National Hockey League. Five days a week, they still have a show for you. Uh, there's not a lot of news going on right now, but what little news there is, they're going to break it down and tell you all about it again. That's Locked on NHL, available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, Locked on NHL. All right, so I saved this category for last. Uh, the top players currently in the NHL under the age of 22 and there's one player on here that's going to hurt a little bit uh number five trevor zegris of the ducks was the uh the average uh rank of uh the hosts of locked on number four maddie berniers the reigning calder trophy winner for the saddle kraken number three connor bedard what are we doing again i totally disagree with him being even eligible to be voted on 
Now, if you were going to have him, I guess, in, in one of these categories, this one certainly is the one that makes sense. And again, he may very well be the top under 22 player when it's all said and done, but he's got to, he's got to prove it at the NHL level. He hasn't played one second in the NHL, nothing. Uh, I just don't agree with that at all. He should not have been on these lists. You've got to play in the NHL for me to tell, for me to say you are the one of the top under 22 age players in the NHL. He's not in the NHL yet. All right. Uh, number two, Tim Stutzla of the Ottawa Senators. And at number one, Jack Hughes of the New Jersey Devils. Okay, not much of an argument here other than what I said about Connor Bedard. These are all very good, talented young players. But obviously the one that hurts is Tim Stutzla. He could have been and maybe should have been a Los Angeles King. And as much as I defend Quentin Byfield, there is no argument to be made by anyone that the better player is Tim Stutzla. That's obvious. Nobody would even think to do that. Now, I, I still think Quentin Byfield can be an impactful player. I think he can be a very good player for the Kings. I think he can be an important player for the Kings, maybe even a special player for the Kings. But he's not that yet, and he's probably not going to be that this year. At some point, we're hoping it happens. But, again, if you're, if you're unaware, in the 2020 NHL draft, the Kings had the number two overall pick. Number one was the New York Rangers. They took Alexi Lafreniere. He hasn't really worked out, to be honest with you. He's been okay, but he's not been what uh, we were sold he was going to be, but that was a generational talent, like we're hearing Connor Bedard is supposed to be, by the way. Uh, so the Kings had the number two pick, and they had to decide between the winger, Tim Stutzla, who we were told was more NHL-ready to play right now, contribute right now, or the younger, more of a, I don't know if project's a good word to use, but the younger, uh, not younger, but the, the, the player who's going to need more work, going to need more time, Big, tall, was going to have to grow into his body, and that was Quentin Byfield, who played center. The Kings went with Byfield. I agreed at the time. Still thought he would be more long in his career than this, but again, there's no question that at this point in the NHL, and likely for the rest of their careers, that Tim Stutzla should have been the choice. He's definitely been the better NHL player to this point and likely will be the better NHL player when their careers are over. Again, not ready to hit the eject button on Quentin Byfield, I'm not ready to say he's a bust. There's still time. But again, at this point in their careers, there's zero question. Tim Stutzla has been the superior player and was voted number two among the young stars in the National Hockey League. And you could only dream and fantasize about what it would be like to have Tim Stutzla right now playing on the wing along with guys like Kevin Fiala, Adrian Kempe, Victor Arbitson, so on and so forth. Of course, who knows how things work out when you, when it comes to things like that, maybe the Kings wouldn't have gone out and gotten a Kevin Viala if they already had a Tim Stutzler. Anyway, uh, yeah, that one, that one was the one that kind of stood out as far as the top five list voted on by the locked on NHL host. So overall, what do we make of this? Eh, not much. I mean, would it have been nice to have a top five goalie defenseman center winger or a player under 22? Absolutely. Um, but if you noticed, uh, there were no Vegas golden Knights on any of those lists. And last time I checked, they won the Stanley cup. And last time I checked, that's really what we're all about as fans is winning a championship. Um, now there were a couple of avalanche listed on there. Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, uh, they won a cup the year before last. So yeah, it certainly helps to have an elite player on your team, but team is the key word here especially 
in the NHL. It is still a team game. It's not like the NBA, which is basically an individual game in a team wrapper. You know what I mean? Like it's the NBA. Yeah. You got five guys out there, but most of the time it's only one or two guys that are really doing the scoring. And that's the important. If you have three really good players in the NHL and the NBA, you probably have a pretty good team, but that's not going to cut it in the NHL. Look at the Edmonton Oilers. They've got the top two centers in the NHL. Uh, and they still have yet to make it to a Stanley Cup final. So it's, the, like I said, the sport of hockey is still very much a team sport, and the Kings have a very good team, and that's why I think they are uh, a decent contender for the Stanley Cup going into this season. So would have been nice to have some top five players, but in the end, the Kings still have a very good team. doesn't matter that they don't have any of these players in the top five. So I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, if you have anything at all to comment on with any of these top five lists, it could be the funny ones, could be the more serious ones. Uh, we have a feedback show every Friday that you can comment on and give us your thoughts on mascots, logos, or any of the positions. Uh, you can send an email. The email address is lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E. And if you're watching on YouTube, just leave a comment below in the comment section, and I will definitely check that out, and I appreciate all those comments. Uh, if you want to stay connected with the show, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram, and you can leave comments, by the way, on Twitter as well. Uh, the Twitter and Instagram address is at LockedOnLAKings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thanks, as always, for listening and watching this episode of Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll talk to you on Wednesday, and as always, go Kings go.